This is Out of Office for November 2014. Switched off. Welcome to the Out of Office podcast, where you'll learn how to work from virtually anywhere by using the internet for greater convenience, comfort, and freedom. Your hosts are Chris Pudney and Gihan Pereira. Hey, Gihan. How are you doing? I'm happy, Chris. How are you? I'm well, thanks. I'm well. And uh, I think our observant members of our audience will have noticed that we didn't have an October episode of the Out of Office podcast, and that's because we were both traveling, uh, but you more so than me. Yeah, that's right. So I've been on a cruise, so two and a half weeks away, uh, traveling from on a slow boat to China, from <laughs> to Hong Kong, uh, through Hong Kong to Beijing eventually, and stopping off at various places along the way. So it's a really interesting experience, and it'll, it'll be partly that that we talk about today. That's right. It's it's inspired today's topic, which is, as I said, switched off. And look, as out-of-office workers, Gihan, we usually work in a mode that you could call on-demand. So we're kind of available as uh, as we need to be or as, as, as um, customers need to talk to us or as we want to get in contact with other people. And sometimes we're sort of online full-time. There might be circumstances where you spend a lot of time uh, working with, uh, with, with people directly. But today, we're going to go to the other extreme or talk about the other extreme where you spend extended periods of time where you're unavailable to the people that you work with. And we've called that switched off. And uh, it's inspired by this trip that you took recently, the, the slow boat to China, as you described it. So do you want to give a bit of detail about that, Gihan? Yeah, sure. And, and I did go with the intent though, or with the anticipation that I may not have very good internet access, may not have um, just access to the things that I'm normally uh, used to having. And I, I reckon for out-of-office workers, it's probably more relevant than for many others because many other people, you know, you take three weeks holiday and you go away from the office and you know that you're not going to have access to some of the things that you would have in the office. Whereas an out-of-office worker tends to just take for granted that you have that. And so when you do get into this switched-off mode of working, you've got to think very carefully about it. And uh, so the the whole idea is we're talking about you're going to be away for an extended period, which, which of course, the, the, the length of that and the type of work you do depends on what you plan to do during that time. Um, and we're going to talk about how you manage uh, that process, so before, during, and after. And uh, that, that, that time that you're away could be either – it could be work time, so you might be attending a conference or a workshop, or it could be stopping work where you take – you're just going off for a holiday, uh, you want to be completely switched off from work. Or in my case, it was a combination of the two where I was going to be away on the cruise where I'd have a lot of time to myself. Um, I was presenting on the cruise, so I did have some work during the cruise as well. So I was I was working while I was there, but I also chose to take some time to do some writing in the quiet times as well as have a bit of a holiday. So that's one of the things you've just got to think about when you're when you're taking this time off. What's what's the purpose of it? And also just be clear about exactly how much time you are planning to be available to do work while you're away. So if you decide to be 100% switched off, it means that uh, you're going away. You're going to be completely not thinking about work at all. You won't have access at all. Or maybe it's going to be in, like in my case, you. You might be able to get internet access while you're in a port, uh, but you're not going to rely on it. Uh, so you're basically saying you're going to be 100% inaccessible and 100% switched off from the rest of the world. Um, alternatively, you could decide that you're going to go away and you might even be on a holiday, but you've decided that you're going to check in and check email, for example, or check your voicemail uh, every couple of days. And many hotel rooms now uh, around the world will allow you to do that. So you could 
do what, uh, let's say, when when I went away with Nikki in May early this year, we went to Europe. That's kind of the way that we were working. Uh, both Nikki and I were kind of checking email every day, um, not letting it interfere with our with our holiday, but uh, we were accessible if we needed to be. So that's one of the things you've got to think about. Are you going to have that sort of environment where you're going to be accessible even occasionally, or are you going to be completely switched off? Excellent. So, Gihan, we're going to break the rest of the podcast down into three sections, and they're what you do before you switch off, what to do while you're switched off, and what to do when you get back and, and switch on again, I suppose. So let's start with before you switch off. And we've got a, a series of things that you need to do that relate to the kinds of work that you would ordinarily do during that period when you're going to be switched off. So think about the tasks that uh, you would be doing or the work that you might be doing. And there are different categories that they fall into. So the first category is that you're going to have some tasks that you can defer or delay that uh, that can wait until you actually return from the period of being switched off and can wait until you get back on deck. Yep, and the second kind is also for those tasks which you would normally do at that time. Uh, instead of delaying them, we could bring them forward. So there may be things that you uh, had planned to do during that time and you decide instead of delaying it, I'll do it early, which makes increases the burden on you initially, but it may be worthwhile doing. Yeah. So there's going to be another class of tasks that you can delegate to other people and they can perform them during your period of absence. Yeah, that's right. And so that's people, but you can also delegate tasks to automated processes. So if there are things that you can schedule uh, that will happen automatically, then you can, well, we'll call them buffering those tasks so that you put that automatic schedule in place so that they will happen even while you're not there. And then, so that's going to cover uh, maybe 80% of the task, that there are going to be some things that you either haven't thought of or just aren't going to fall into one of those baskets. So you need some contingency in place for dealing with other tasks or or emergencies that are going to arise and aren't going to be handled by any of those, those categories that we mentioned above. Yeah, and part of that is actually letting people know uh, about your plans and letting them know in advance. So so inform the people who need to know. And obviously, if you're working uh, closely with the team, then you want them to know for, for sure exactly when you're going to be available and when you're not. And it's only courteous and polite and professional to do that. Uh, but also think about who else you're going to inform. So, for example, when I was going away on the cruise, I decided that I'm definitely going to notify the people within my immediate team because there were going to be some of the people who are going to have tasks delegated to them. Um, the people, the clients that I was working on projects at the time, obviously they needed to know. And my other clients, I also let them know so that they knew that during that time, if they sent me an email, I wouldn't respond immediately. Uh, but then I decided not to let my general network knows, so people on social media, even my newsletter list, uh, I decided they didn't need to know why why tell them, why bother them with it, and why even open up potential security risks by letting people know that uh, my home is going to be uh, empty for that three weeks. So, uh, so you decide, first of all, who you're going to let know, uh, who you're going to inform, and then, and in, then inform them. And uh, some people who won't know, they will try and contact you. So you just got to make sure that you let them know that you're not going to get back to them quickly. So it's your um, your autoresponder to your email, your out-of-office message, uh, your voicemail message. They're the things that you need to, um, to change so that people know that you're going to be less responsive or you, there's going to be delayed response um, than you would normally do. Um, and it even may include things like before you go, uh, add a note to your email signature that says you're going to be unavailable during this time so that the people who do get email from you, they might just notice that as a little PS 
on your on your email signature. Um, and if you share your calendar, of course, then you're going to block out that period. So people who see your calendar know that you're not going to be available during that time. Yeah, so when you inform people in this way, then they're, depending on the, the method that you're using, whether it's your autoresponder or your voicemail message, the kinds of information that you can include in those messages are things like your, the duration of your absence, so how long you're going to be away and when you're going to get back and return to work. The level of your availability during that period, um, so if you're going to, say, have intermittent access to the internet, then you might be able to say that uh, I might be checking email infrequently, and it's best to err on the side of conservatism, so rather than overstate your availability, understate it. When you'll be able to attend to those tasks that you've nominated to be deferred until you get back, who to contact in the case of the tasks that you've delegated to others, and what to do in the case of urgent problems, so those contingencies that you've set up as well. And I think just following on from that, Chris, so if you've got team members who are going to kind of take up the slack while you're away, um, just involve them as well. So, for example, for me, I've just started with a virtual assistant, Gail, and she's been great. Uh, but she's only been with me for a uh, – at the time, she'd only been with me for a month. So she wasn't quite – up to speed with being able to handle everything, but we did talk about how she would be able to handle certain things. And so, for example, there were some things where I said, well, these might be standard sort of requests that you get. So for me speaking at conferences, people will ask me where people will ask whether I'm available on that date. And Gail could quite easily answer that. She'd just look on the calendar and reply and say, yes, he's available or no, he's not, or he'll get back to you if you're not sure. Um, there were other questions like people would ask for a copy of my biography or photographs to use in their conference material. And I could show Gail how to get that information and reply to clients. So there, it was almost like frequently asked questions, but done internally rather than relying on somebody going to a website and finding the frequently asked questions. If you are going to delegate some of the work or get somebody to support you, then just help them figure out uh, what are the common things that they might be able to handle for you. Yeah, I think that's a good point, Gihan. So in that process of nominating delegates, make sure that they understand what it is the tasks that they're being given and how they can attend to them, so the processes that they'll need to follow. And we use wikis for that sort of thing, so we've got scripts on wikis that, that people can follow um, when they've been nominated for tasks. Yep, yep, great. Uh, so the, the, what you've talked about there, Chris, or what we've talked about, is how you make sure that the office is going to be handled while you're away, or what, what you call you know, other people... Uh, interacting with you and wanting to collaborate with you. The, the other thing to look to think about before you go is, of course, what you're planning to be doing while you're away. And if you are planning to work during a switched off time, then just think about the work that you're doing and make sure that you have things in place to allow yourself to do the work as effectively and efficiently as you're planning to, as you want to do. And they're just things that you might not have thought about. So if you, if you really think that you're not going to have internet access, make sure that you download everything that you need and store it offline. So your documents that you need, like if you're not taking your laptop computer with you, then you may need to have everything on your, um, on your phone or your tablet. Or if you're assuming that everything's going to be available in the cloud, then just realize that you may not have access to the cloud when you're switched off. So uh, with things like documents, make sure that if you use things like Dropbox or Evernote or Pocket, that you do download your documents and make uh, and have them available offline. And that applies to your admin things as well. So Gmail, uh, which is the email tool that I use, uh, it's great when you're online, but just make sure that you've got the Gmail uh, offline 
version and you've downloaded everything that you need. Um, and other Google, other Google apps like your calendar, your contacts, your maps, if you're traveling and you need access to maps, make sure you look up the maps beforehand and download the offline version. So just think about what happens if you don't have internet access. Yeah, and another possibility is that you might have a device that fails. So one way to cover for that is to make copies on multiple devices. So you might have it on your smartphone, but if you've also got a, a tablet or a notebook, download those those backup copies to those other devices as well. It might be just that you've got a flat battery and you can't charge it on your smartphone, so you've got those backup devices available as well. Yep, and maybe even go old school and take printouts mm-hmm. of the really important stuff. So for me, I knew that I would be presenting on the cruise, and I made sure that even though I had electronic copies of all my presentations in case my laptop crashed because I wouldn't have IT support on, on board, um, so I had the electronic copies on a, you know, thumb drives and on my phone and on my tablet, but I also had printouts of everything so that if I had to do any preparation, I could just read the notes uh, on, on bits of paper. And to test how well you've prepared yourself for these sorts of contingencies, uh, you can do that by getting your smartphone and putting it into flight mode so that it's essentially offline like you're going to be and then using it for a couple of days and just seeing how well you can survive on the stuff that you've downloaded and backed up. Yeah. Okay, great. So, so let's move on to the second stage. And the second stage is what you do when you are switched off. So you're away, you're traveling um, for whatever whatever purpose you've chosen. Uh, and in this case, let's think about if you're going to, if you plan to do some work while you're switched off. The first thing I think is to don't be too hard on yourself. So take a little bit of time to acclimatize, get used to the new working environment. Uh, you might be able to think that you can just hit the ground running and start working the first day you arrive, but it, it's not as easy as that. There may be a change of time zones, which means that there's jet lag and changes to your sleeping schedule. Um, your working hours might be different. You might be in a different environment. So for me, this is the first cruise I've ever been on. So Part of this was just understanding how cruises work. And, and I did want to enjoy the cruise as much as I want to work on it. So the first couple of days, I decided I'm not going to work, um, even though when I, I guess when I left, I thought, okay, great. I've got a couple of days at sea to start with, so there'll be really good, effective, productive working days. But I found that I actually didn't want to. Yeah. And once you are acclimatized, then the next thing to do is to focus. So you've done all this hard work preparing before you switch off. And that's laid the groundwork so that you can really focus on whatever it is uh, you're meant to be doing while you're switched off. And that could be something like taking a holiday. So make sure that you relax and enjoy your holiday, that you're not distracted by thinking about what's going on back at work. You're actually focused on relaxing. Uh, it might be that you're switching off to actually do some work. So it might be a writing exercise or you might be presenting it or attending a conference. So focus on those things. You've done all the preparation that allows you to do that. So make the most of it. Yeah, and writing was one of the projects that I had, Chris, while I was away. And so I did I did set aside time to sit in my cabin or sometimes sit in one of the, the little cafes in the on, on the ship and do some writing. And so some of the things that I used uh, in my normal uh, work life, like the Pomodoro technique, uh, to set aside time to do that work, I did. And I did mm-hmm. focus and do get some of that work done. Great. And while you're switched off, you might get those occasional periods where you do get access to the internet. So you can use those to back up any of the work that you have been doing. So you can sync that back up to the cloud and make sure that you actually have online copies of the work that you've done. 
Yeah, and I think backups is really important, Chris. If you're planning to work while you're switched off, uh, don't just rely on waiting until the times when you can connect to the internet and sync to the cloud. Uh, so I was obsessed about this. So I carried with me uh, my phone, my tablet, I had my laptop, I had uh, multiple thumb drives, and I had one of those external hard disks as well. And so whenever I, uh, whenever I did some work, I would copy to you know to at least a couple of those devices, and I I would do my daily backups to that external hard disk anyway. So that happened every day, but also if I change a presentation during the cruise or if I did some writing, I'd make sure that I copied those documents to a thumb drive and and or so actually and at least one other device, which is usually my phone. So those things that I wouldn't necessarily do all the time in my regular working environment, I made sure I did extra backups while I was away. And, and the other thing is that you may have chances to check in. So if you've uh, either scheduled or unscheduled opportunities to check in with work, um, so when you have the opportunity, you might decide to check your email. And there were times I know that there were people on the cruise who didn't want to use the, I guess, the expensive internet access on the ship, but they were, when they got to port, They'd be they spend a couple of hours on their iPad or their or their laptop or their phone checking in, even if it's things like just checking Facebook or just checking their email, because they took that opportunity to check in with the rest of the world. Okay, Gihan, so your cruise has come to an end or the conference is over and you've gone back to normal work, so essentially you're switching on again. What should we do now? So I guess it mirrors the things that you did prior to switching off. So you can follow up with the delegates who were nominated to handle the tasks you gave them whilst you're away. So follow up with them and found out how things went, what they actually did whilst you were offline, and how they resolved those tasks or not, as the case may be. Yeah, and I think that it is worthwhile setting aside some time for that. So uh, one of the pieces of advice that that I heard for a long time ago was the idea that when you come back after a break, Uh, don't tell people that you're back in the office straight away. So you might want to spend a day or two catching up and for for that sort of thing, for the following up or debriefing. So if there were people who were affected by problems or um, there were things that, you know, you put some things in place, there's some contingency plans in place, but now you need to, now that you're back in the office or you're back at work, you need to follow up with them properly, then just make sure that you do take the time to debrief and, and resolve any problems or any sort of half resolved issues that happened while you were away. Yeah. And there were also those tasks that you'd deferred or delayed until your return. So now is the time to actually catch up on those and attend to them. Yeah, exactly. And so that's looking at the immediate things, Chris, and the the things that need to be done. So in, if you like, those are the urgent things or the things that are, that have a deadline attached to them. But I think it's also a great opportunity to just reflect Reflect on the experience and just consider how how well it worked for you, particularly to think about whether you can make that work more effectively for you in the future because you might have been surprised by some of the things that happened and sometimes it's a pleasant surprise, sometimes it's not a not-so-pleasant surprise about that experience. And if you haven't done it before or if you haven't done it that way, then you don't know exactly uh, what it was like until you've actually done it. So, just on a personal, uh, from a personal viewpoint, were there things that you found where you got stuck? So there were maybe you, you took for granted that you'd have Gmail offline access, but you hadn't tested it properly, so you didn't, and so you didn't have access to your email because it wasn't in the cloud, uh, because you didn't have access on the cloud in the cloud, or maybe your accounting software uh, wasn't in the cloud, so there were things that you could have done in an internet cafe, but you couldn't because you didn't have access to that software. Um, so what are the things that you found that got you stuck, and that you that you could do so that you wouldn't be stuck next time around? Um, 
And on the opposite side, the other side of the coin is, did you find there were certain things that were easier to do? So you may have found that uh, sitting in a cabin working for a couple of hours a day was really productive for your writing. So I found that, Chris. I found that um, just setting aside a little bit of time for writing each day was really productive because I wasn't thinking about the other things that happened during my normal work day. And I probably got more writing done there than I would have if I was trying to allocate time for that in my regular calendar. So that was a, that was a really positive thing. And coming back, I realized that if I do allocate say an hour or two or, two or a couple of Pomodoro sessions, which adds up to an, let's say an hour, hour and a half. Um, if I do that writing every day, that's that's going to be quite productive for me. So that was really good. Um, and I guess the other thing is, uh, did you find that uh, you weren't as indispensable as you thought you were? Uh, I, I think particularly out-of-office workers uh, – just maybe get a bit anxious about being inaccessible because we're just so used to being, uh, as you said at the start, Chris, being on demand all the time that you may get a bit anxious and stressed out about the fact that, oh, I haven't checked my email for three three days, let alone um, – or three hours, let alone three days. Uh, but you may find that the world goes on without you and that can either be a sobering uh, – it could be actually quite a um, liberating. Yeah, liberating, quite liberating <laughs> to find that hey, actually I can do this, and maybe it gives you more opportunities in the future. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's always alarming when people say, "Oh, you've been away for four weeks, have you?" And they hadn't even noticed. Exactly. <laughs> and speaking of other people, um, yeah, reflect on how they how they managed or otherwise with you uh, with you being away. So, did they get stuck without you? Uh, and what what do we need to do next time that makes things better? So do you need to put better systems in place, document them more thoroughly perhaps? Do you need to get your delegates a little bit of training to handle the kinds of tasks that uh, weren't handled so well? Or perhaps they could take on greater responsibility. They, maybe some of those deferred tasks could be picked up by delegates instead. And you might also discover that um, other people watch your way, used, used their own initiative and got on with things without you uh, in unexpected ways. And perhaps you can, uh, you can pick up on those systems and, and uh, incorporate them into the way that you work as well. I think the thing that you just said, Chris, is really important because if you're a, if you're a leader or a manager, you quite often believe that you know more than your, your team members do. And you may be a little bit more prescriptive than you, would, than you need to be. And just giving them the chance, just giving them the space to use their initiative and use their talent and their skills and, and their wisdom, which you may not even realize they've got, um, that, that it may be the best thing that you've ever done for them. Mm. So I guess uh, in general, if, you was, if you're doing your reflection, just ask yourself, would you do it again? And uh, if, you, if you did, what would you do differently next time? Because it is, I think it's a great opportunity uh, to think about being able to take these, uh, these switched-off opportunities in your regular life, but also to think about the things that you learned from that switched-off experience that you can use, not just for future switched-off experiences, but even in your regular life. So for me, that example of saying, okay, I'm going to set aside two Pomodoro sessions, like so, so two 25-minute sessions every day to do writing, which I hadn't, I kind of had planned in the back of my mind. I always thought, oh, I really should be doing this. But I was kind of beating myself up for not doing it. And now realizing how effective and how productive I was in that time um, just means that I'm, I'm more likely to do it now in my regular life. Um, and it may even just be that you decide to be switched off more frequently, but just on uh, for shorter periods of time. So you might decide that every afternoon you're going to put uh, turn off internet access, put your phone in flight mode, and just work on like switched off tasks for a few hours. And that might yeah. be something that comes out of that experience. 
Excellent. So let's wrap things up, Gihan. And for me, I think uh, you alluded to this earlier when you said uh, we're so used as out-of-office workers to working on demand and perhaps getting anxious when uh, we go for extended periods where we're switched off. But I think today's podcast sort of demonstrates that with some planning and some forethought that this switched off work mode is something that is something that out-of-office workers uh, can do and 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 I think that will enrich the way that they work if, if they do that sort of thing. We can we can attend conferences, we can go on cruises like you just have or take extended breaks uh, and uh, and can still get work done and work productively. Yes, and I, I, I guess the point that I would also make, Chris, which is related to that, is that we've made the point in the past that as an out-of-office worker, you're probably better equipped to work while you're traveling than most in-office workers because you're already used to having everything in the cloud, having stuff on your phone and your tablet. Um, and so it's very easy to fall into that mode where you go, okay, I'm never going to take real switched off time to go on a holiday or to do a big writing project or to do something like that because you know you never need to. But I think if you take the opportunity to do it, it's, it, can be, uh, it can be very energizing because it gives you time to refresh and renew if you're taking time off. Um, and it can be quite liberating to realize that you actually, even though you never need to be away from the office or your virtual office, um, you can be. And you can be and the world will go on without you. And sometimes it will go on better without you. So, so take the opportunity to do that and consider what your next switched off experience can be and, and plan that and schedule it and make it happen. Well, thanks, Gihan. As usual, it's been very interesting speaking with you. And we'll return in about a month's time with another Out of Office podcast topic. In the meantime, um, if you've got any questions for us, then we'll have a blog post on the Out of Office book website related to this particular podcast. If you've got any questions, you can always leave a comment there and we'll certainly respond to you. Um, and since I mentioned the Out of Office Book website, Gihan, why don't you tell people about that? Yeah, it is outofofficebook.com, and you can buy the ebook version of, the, of our book, Out of Office. Uh, it's the, the original Out of Office book. There have been a few others with that title recently, which is yes. great, which is great to see that the, the movement is, is gathering some momentum and traction. And, of course, you'll get also all the, the notes from this podcast episode and all the past podcast episodes as well, um, as well as our blog, which we update regularly. And that's all at outofofficebook.com. All right. Thanks, Gihan. And thanks, everyone else. And bye for now. Yep. Bye for now. Visit our website at outofofficebook.com, where you can read all our show notes, subscribe to the podcast, and get our book, Out of Office. We wish you all the best in creating the work style of your choice.